Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the eighth and final episode for this season of Tech Talks. Thank you for coming to our Tech Talk. Today, me and Sabrina will be interviewing next year's hosts, Gabe Feinberg and Atlas Nielsen. Alrighty, why don't we have our two new hosts tell us a bit about themselves? So why don't we start with Atlas? All right, hello. Obviously, my name is Atlas. I am a junior. I'm in the acting track. I have done some tech for two of our shows. One was a play and one was a film. And I think it's super cool. Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm also a junior in the acting track. I participated in three shows this year. I was in Wild Party, Spelling Bee, both in acting and then also acting in Junior Play Festival. Why don't we, since we've talked a little bit about the shows we are in, kind of do a quick small recap of the year, starting with our first show, which would have been Wild Party. Wild Party, we actually played twins. Yes. (laughs) That was pretty fun. We didn't know each other very well, so it was really interesting trying to build a relationship while being family. It was, like, kind of taboo because we were, like, twins who were, like, in, in love, love with... Yeah. But it worked. <laughs> it worked. It yeah. was fine. I also got to play the accordion in the show, which was, like, really cool because that's not something I've done in years. And it's, like, a big part of my childhood. And get to, like, bring that to my first show at the Academy was, like, the coolest thing ever. Well, it's also a unique setup for Academy <laughs> because we put a stage on top of our stage and put seats on top of our stage and put a bar on top of our stage and offered drinks during the show like it was our own little speakeasy. So cool. Oh, yeah, that was definitely, like, really fun. I think getting the setup for the Wild Party set as a tech student, it was fun when it was all done and all started to, like, come together. But also the spotlight towers, Sabrina knows what I'm talking about, those were horrible to put up. Oh, those They were better than when I had to crawl under the set to hook up all the lamps. Yeah, she crawled under the set and came out. Head to toe in wood dust. Yeah, like you came out and it looked like you crawled through like a snowbank of wood dust. But yeah, no, the set that came together in the end, it was definitely like super cool and it was super worth it. And... That show was a hit. Everybody loved it. So Next, we are going to move on to the senior improv troupe. I mean, we weren't in that. So I, don't <laughs> know. I, I saw that, and it was like probably the most fun night I've had the whole year at the Academy because that was just such a pleasure to watch and see everyone come to live and like work together so well. But yeah, I can't attest much to it because I was not in that. <laughs> I think it was really cool to just watch everyone's minds just keep rolling and all their gears turning while trying to connect everything. And it was really interesting. I think there was one bit that everyone just remembers from it. And it was just shocked the entire crowd. And we all kind of just stopped. And then just everyone laughed. It was just a pause. And then everyone laughed. It was just, it was great. I found it really fun. You see, I still remember the day Angie and I were in there rehearsing tech for it. And Lizzie had walked out of the room and they were trying to figure out a suggestion for party quirks. And we yell out, it should be Lizzie. And Lizzie gets back in the room and Angie and I are sitting there wide-eyed awaiting for this moment of Lizzie figuring out that it is herself on stage being portrayed. And... At least that was my favorite of the improv comedy of the entire show, was watching Lizzie's face falling to the ground as she realized it's her. That's lovely. 
Yeah, I think that one was probably my favorite part, too. Everybody did a fantastic job, and everybody definitely was quick on their feet. They had that on lock and everything. But just seeing Lizzie, like, go from, oh, this is really funny. Oh, wait, that's about me. Like, that was probably one of my favorite moments. Let us move on to a Midsummer Night's Dream. I was in that one. Gabe was not, which is totally okay. Um, I was in it because I wanted to do tech for it. I actually wanted to be assistant stage manager, do ASM for it. But then I was just like, yeah, I can sub in as like ensemble or anything. And Abe went just, oh, yeah, get on stage. You're good. And I was like, oh, okay. And he threw me on stage as one of the fairies. And then I became a understudy for another one of the characters because I was just there every single day and it was really fun it was super interesting to watch Ro and Kellen who played the two main fairies Hippolyta and Tatiana Tatiana that was the other one (laughs) but it, it was really interesting watching Kellen and Ro play the two fairies because it was really different from what we had seen from Kellen and what I had seen from Rose since we go to the same school. And it was just a super interesting dynamic between the two stories in Midsummer. I thought that was like the most magical set I've ever seen in my whole life. We were also in practicum at the time, so we were a part of putting it together and like getting all that mulch in there and putting those rocks and trees and just, it was the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen. Seeing that show, and I think I I was for sure in like the front row, I think opening night, and just, I feel like I was a part of that show and I was in the story more than any other show I've been in in my life or seen at the Academy, and I think it was just such a magical thing to see. And also everyone was just so great in it and so fun to watch. My heart for the costumes. Yeah, the costumes were great. Oh Kellen's outfit is exactly. iconic. I <laughs> it came out in that dress and like the wig and everything, like full face and makeup and it was gorgeous. And I'm like sitting in the audience. I like to tuck myself in the back cuz I'm antisocial. <laughs> but like he comes out in this and I nearly fell out of my seat because I'm like, oh my God, this is my favorite look on Kellen. Still is. We are going to move on to the Junior Play Festival, yeah. which includes two plays and one film that was done by the entirety of tech here at Academy. So we were both in the first one, The Amazing Lemonade Girl. We were both in that one. And it's about a young girl who finds out her family finds out that she has cancer and they start raising money through lemonade stands and it was really interesting having our director adam kirk uh be there as well as we were castmates with him in wild party so it was really interesting finding the different dynamic of director and cast as well as being able to work with everyone around us being able to add like a playful thought process to everything and perspective, even though it was a very dark story. Yeah, and on top of what Atlas said, the entire story was, I mean, it's a completely real story about a real foundation and a real girl, and I think that added also a different layer to it of, like, complexity and really trying to, like, make this performance as truthful and as real as possible, and it was a fun challenge that I think we definitely lived up to or did our best. And then our counterpart, the other show that was taking place in the festival was called Horse Girls, which is just 45 minutes of insanity and blood and teenage girls killing each other. And I think (laughs) that there isn't a better show that could have been picked to contrast our show. And I think they went together so well. And I think both shows spent more time just 
more excited to see the other show than even put on their own. Like I was counting down the days till I finally got to see Horse Girls because I heard them screaming in the lobby every day or blood flying in the black box, and it was just the most exciting thing ever. They got to go to the black box, and we went back into the black box, and just blood was on the ground, and we're like, we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then finally, we had the tech track, which made a zombie film to the song Anyone. And I have to say that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in Tech Track because we had an open call day where we took 60 people who signed up. They weren't all students. They were random people that we didn't know. We got them all into costumes, makeup, hair. Some of them had like fun, gross mouthwash to make their teeth all black. And then we spent the day filming with all these people filming all the zombie horde stuff. Yeah, that one, I think the zombie film has to be, like, my all-time favorite thing that I've done at the Academy. It's, like, the best put together. It it looks the best. Like, we got so much, like, cool equipment that I'm so grateful that I got to work with. Everybody who was in it was just amazing. So seeing Brandon kind of, like, be something other than, like, what he's played, which is kind of, like— to me, it seems like he's like a psychotic uncle, like serial killer kind of thing. I feel like those are the kind of roles that he gets all the time. So seeing him in a role that's like a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more of like the zombie who wanted to give the bunny back. It's like, you know, seeing him do something nice instead of like sending people to their deaths all the time. Like that was that was really cool to see him like kind of just make that switch nearly in an instant. So. We also got to work with the cutest little girl. Her name is Kira. She's <laughs> Elena's little sister. And she might have been my favorite part of that whole recording because she was adorable. We introduced her to Pop-Tarts and she loves them. And I have heard Bray tell that now she asks for Pop-Tarts every day. <laughs> so next we are going to move on to Antigone, which was our other film this year. I did tech for Antigone, and it was super cool. So what we did was that everyone got their scripts. The cast was made really early on, and then everyone had to learn all their lines without ever being on set, without ever really talking to anyone else about their scripts. And then we all did it together, having to have it all memorized and just being able to connect themselves to the characters without having costumes set anyone around them. And then we went to Wildcat Mansion in Pennsylvania, which is super amazing, and it's also (laughs) haunted, but that's beside the point. But we stayed a night there and made the entire hour film of just spending all of our time filming and spending all of our time getting words down and just fixing every so often little parts and then going back and going, oh, can we can we refilm that? A mic kind of went off and it's like going, have to refilm that part. And it was just super interesting as well as I'm in, mostly on the, I'm on the acting track. So being part of the tech side was really interesting, being able to see how cameras work and being able to help with the script and being able to help just behind the scenes was really interesting to me. I was in my high school show, so I watched Antigone from my couch. 
Um, and was not involved whatsoever, which is perfectly okay. And I loved every second of it. Leading up to it getting released online, I was like, oh, like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I really like contemporary shows. I don't like anything older than like 20 years. Don't judge me. But I was just like not looking forward to it. And I was so engaged the whole time. And I was so interested in like seeing my friends and all these people put this amazing project together of such high quality and like such high caliber. It was just such a fun thing to watch. And I'm so glad that everyone had that experience and I was so jealous of it that I couldn't be there and didn't get to do it. I was so mad. I'm like, why didn't I do this? But like, I know I didn't do it, but like, I, I really, really wish I did. Like it looked so amazing. I definitely enjoyed Antigone. Antigone was one of the first stories that me and Sabrina like got to study when we got here to the Academy. But yeah, like kind of getting to see that go from just Dan being crazy up in the front of the room, spilling coffee everywhere, <laughs> just doing Dan's little thing to seeing it get put into production and get put into something that's like, oh my gosh, like this is actually a film. This is real. Like that was probably one of one of like the coolest things that I, I could say that I've like seen in my time in the Academy. Just from like a nostalgic standpoint, because when I went in there and started watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Oh my gosh. Like it was so cool. So I'm right there with Gabe where I was not anywhere part of this film and I wish I had been, but I was also in my high school show, which this is a good point to put out there. Just because you're here and there's shows happening at Academy, still go do your high school stuff. They need those actors who are talented and who have the learning experiences that you get at Academy. And now that I've done my little words of wisdom, we are going to wrap up the year with the final show that happened here, which is the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll start. This was easily probably the coolest show I've ever been a part of. And like, I'm using coolest very gently. Like I, this is, I've never been a part of a project in my life that I have felt so passionately about and been like so excited to go to practice every day. Like, I'd wait all day texting my friends, like, okay, like, practice, 3.30. I'm literally there at 2.30, ready to go, even though it's an hour early. Like, I have never fallen in love with such a piece of art before on a musical like this. It is just so... I don't even, like, I don't have the words. Like, it is so fun and so good to do. Like, it is different every single time. If you know the show, you know there's audience volunteers and different line changes and things are changing every single night and you have no clue what's coming until you're on that stage in front of a hundred people and it's going. And I think that is just the most, it is the most magical feeling ever getting to like, not fully, but improv several numbers, scenes, songs throughout the whole night, every single night. And then also it was double cast. So we were working with a lot of people we don't normally work with. And I've never been double cast in the show before. So kind of working alongside people and creating this project was definitely a new and different experience for me. And I'm glad I had it because I learned a lot from it about like what I need to do if I'm in this situation again or what I should have done. And I think everything about it was just so amazing. Also, I played Chip in the junior <laughs> cast. Atlas was also in my cast. And yeah, it's so good. I, I can talk for hours about it. I played Leaf <laughs> Coney Bear, which was super fun because the entirety of his character is that he has ADHD. He's very neurodivergent coded. And it was super fun for both me and the other cats to just drop whatever expectations or things what we would not do in front of people and just be able to do them. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite bits that we had during Spelling Bee was the puppet that Leaf Coney Bear had. (laughs) And it was that 
whenever Leaf would spell, the puppet would take over his entire body and spell for him. And it would just end up me completely limp from the waist up (laughs) and then with my arm just up speaking into the microphone. And the amount of people that came up to me and said, that terrified me. Yeah. (laughs) Thinking that I was going to fall was hilarious. I still have nightmares. Can we get a sample of the voice here? (laughs) Yes. M-C-O-U-C-H-I. Makuchi. Yeah, that would scare me too. <laughs> like, were there children at at this at the show? There was. I wasn't there. I was in North Carolina through the entire show week. I would be absolutely mortified as a child, like just a little five year old, hearing that. Elena's little sister actually came up to me and said, I love the puppet voice. Well, yeah, it's Kira. Kira loves all things puppets. Like, I, lo- I love Kira, though. She's amazing. Like, she's going to grow up to be, like, a really good actress one day. So, what puppet did you use, though? Ooh, so A little sock puppet. Oh, it was a sock puppet? Oh, it wasn't scraps. No scrap. Sad. We did use scraps as jokes, though. Scraps was in the background always. Well, good. He has to be included somehow. Exactly. He's literally going to haunt you if you don't include him. Like, Yeah, along with like the puppet and the other production aspects, I think it was just such a high quality, like the costumes and the mm-hmm. props. I mean, we used freaking confetti cannons in the finale that like launching these things were like terrifying. And I thought I was going to like kill someone. And they were loud and they were heavy, but they were like awesome and turned out so well and like the the floor we put down the costumes we used everything that was used in six languages like Mm -hmm. literally noella and reagan had to break like piece of wood as like they're karate chopping a board or tap dance in the middle of a song i think everything that had to go into the show took so long but worked out so well in the end the amount of times where i just went congratulations to noella whenever she finished the song yeah off stage and i'm just like you did so amazing (laughs) yeah And I must say, the show as a whole is just something wonderful. I was going through a very emotional week when I went to go see the show. And no no matter what I was going through, that show still managed to make me laugh and put a smile on my face. And that's pretty incredible. So now that we've gone through all the shows this year, let's open up the floor to a little Q&A session. Angie, do you want to hand out the first question? Atlas, I know that you said that you absolutely love both the tech part and the acting part of theater. And Gabe, I know that you are like primarily an actor, but I'm curious as to what jobs you guys are looking for out in the real world after high school. That's really interesting. I think that being a screenwriter is really interesting to me more on the technical side of things because I've been a writer since early years and I've been wanting to be an author since kindergarten, and then I stopped writing for a long while. But then when Academy started up, I started writing more, and it was super fun trying to write in a different way because I was originally writing a novel. And then I started writing in screenwriting, and it was just so incredibly interesting being in a different area. So I think screenwriting is one of my biggest areas of interest to go into. Um, as well as just being on the stage managing side, being able to help people. I also stage managed a 
much younger show for in like fourth to sixth grade. And it was super fun hanging out with them. All of them say hi to me in the hallways now, and it's terrifying. Working with children. Exactly. But it's terrifying. Because <laughs> you'll just hear your name behind you. But you have an army of kids. That's what happens when you work with kids. But children are terrified. Exactly. Like middle schoolers? Yes. And I, mean, I have an army of middle schoolers, and Atlas now has an army of middle schoolers. Yeah, I'm terrified of middle schoolers. Middle schoolers are terrifying. No, but now you have an army of middle schoolers fighting for you instead of against you. But, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> like... I'm cool with people's kids if they're if like I can give them back at the end of the day. But also if I have to see middle schoolers who know my name and like know anything about me, I will like avoid them like the plague. Like, that is fair because I'm facing threats of being locked in a basement so I can't go to college exactly. by all my middle schoolers. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and how much do you want to bet? Like, okay, I feel like if that was legal. Would 100% do that. Yeah, but it's me. I can fend for myself. Doesn't matter if it's over 100 children. I can fend for myself. <laughs> well, knowing you, like, and, like, she the kids, like, it's she all really all will, though. That's the thing. Like, it's those, self-defense. Yeah, those are, like, her kids. So, uh, like, she knows how to, like, get them to, like, calm down and, like, go into the basement by themselves. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay. Perspective. One of them came up to me when I was walking to class today and went, can I have a selfie? I'm like, no. Okay, I have a question. More so for the seniors, but Abbas, feel free to answer. But where have you seen the most growth in yourself in your time at the academy, either in a specific class or skill or just something in general? Like, what have you seen you go from zero to 100 in within your year or two years here? I think the way that I've grown at the academy hasn't necessarily been like with tech or acting or whatever. I think it's been like a personal growth kind of because when I first got here, I was like super nervous about everything. I overthought everything. Every little thing that I did, said, and like thought had to like run through my head a hundred times before I was like even starting to become okay with the thought, this is fine. You know, you don't have to be the best at dancing. You don't have to be the best at every little thing that is thrown your way. It's okay to fail. That was something I was absolutely mortified was failure. And coming to the academy, like getting thrown into situations where you don't know the outcome. You don't know anything about what's going on. Being told like, it's okay to fail. Failure will help your growth. That was something that I had to overcome big time because, you know, growing up, like I uh, was an equestrian and when you're riding horses, that's a 2000 pound animal, you cannot fail or you, it could cost you your life. So in my head, failure was not an option, but like since spending all this time at the academy, I've learned like, you know, sometimes it is okay to fail. You just kind of have to gauge which scenarios like it's safe to fail in instead of just like oh I could fail at everything yeah. <laughs> like but yeah I think I think just being okay with myself and my own personal growth has probably been like my biggest achievement here did you see horse girls I did see horse girls. What's sad is that like that's kind of accurate to like crazy middle school horse girls. That's actually kind of accurate. 
That's scary. That, they are scary. Um, kind of going along with what Angie said, I don't think my growth came specifically from a class or in a category. But here I really learned how to be a kid because I've spent most of my life being someone who's typically more in charge, taking on probably more work than I should. And here being around like-minded people, I learned that I can sometimes take a step back, let other people take on, you know, the big job or the really um, scary work that has to be done. And I can just be a kid and be a part of the group that I don't have to be all work all the time. I learned that I can go do show circle and laugh and smile and get glitter put in my shoe. Did not appreciate that. It's still there. But just that was a lot of personal growth for me, figuring out how to still have those traits of mine that are being in charge and being a workaholic while also being able to have fun and be a kid and let loose a little bit. I'm still surprised on how much glitter I have in my shoes. Um. Paige and I did not appreciate it. We got pulled into working the Chagrin show last year, and we went to their show circle, and all of a sudden kids are yelling at us to take off our right shoe and put it in the circle and then close our eyes. And we're like, fine, fine, we'll do it, because we're being yelled at. So we open our eyes, and there is a pound of glitter in our shoes. <laughs> They're really aggressive, but they like including people. It was scary the first time. Aggressively including people in the glitter activities. Exactly. If they're not going to join, make them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I also have a question for you guys. As you're ending on your senior year, what has been one of your like favorite memories from Academy? Ooh. Funny or just good? Anything like that. Sabrina, go first. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute, too. That's a hard question. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Atlas. You're welcome. Um, the problem is that there's so many memories. It's there hard is. to pick one. Pick one of your favorites. Grab from the bucket. To be clear, Atlas is getting a huge eye roll for that comment. <laughs> I think one of my favorite moments that I'm always going to remember and always going to, like, kind of keep with me in the back of my head is going to be the first time that I was in ASM for uh, Yesenia Real, one of our old teachers. That was my first anything in tech because I had been acting in my high school shows pretty much since like freshman year. Um, but like getting to see that side of tech and having such a supportive team and having amazing actors to work with who were super like there for it. Like if I made like if I made a mistake, they didn't get mad. Like not saying that anyone would, but <laughs> it was just it was just super cool because that was like my first ever experience in tech and what ultimately made me choose the tech track over the acting track. I think my favorite memory might be my first time working on a show here, which I was an assistant director for the film Eurydice, which is the very first thing we did at Academy as juniors. And I remember Dan and I sitting down in the first rehearsal and like getting to work and going back to that. I'm a workaholic. I take on a lot of stuff. Apparently, I also seem very grown up. 
as controlled to how old I actually am. And I remember during that first rehearsal, everyone coming up to me afterwards and being like, how old are you? Because, like, are you an adult? How do you know Dan? How did you come to, like, work on this show? And I was like, I'm a junior. And all of them were like, nope, that's not possible. You must be, like, at least a college kid who's, like, helping out. Like, no, this is my first show at Academy. I'm a junior. I'm 16. (laughs) Moving on to our next question, I want to ask both of you kind of the same thing. With your year here, what has been your favorite show that you've gotten to do? How dare you? Um, You'll get over it. I mean, I already said Spelling Bee. Like, I gave that away. And no hate to Wild Party, because Wild Party (laughs) was, like, the perfect, like, grand entrance I needed to the Academy to get me, like, smack dab right in the middle of of everything going on. But, yeah, I think Spelling Bee, just because... Wild Party, I would do that show again in a heartbeat. But again, it's very, it was very difficult. And not that Spelling Bee was difficult, but Spelling Bee was difficult in a different way. Where I think Wild Party, it was more like the material and the content and really trying to craft these like mysterious, wasted characters <laughs> in the 1920s is was really fun. But Spelling Bee, we got to kind of play characters our own age, but really create these like cartoon life characters. And I think that is just something that, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah. Our own age, meaning six, seven well, like, years younger I mean, than like, us. We're, I feel like in theater, like, we're used to playing, like, way older than yeah. us. Or what, like, I feel like that's the closest in my life. I've really, like, besides, like, a few other roles, I've never really played someone, like, in my Jack. Same. I mean, yeah, besides that, I've really never, like, played someone, like, in my time, in my age, like, frame, kind of, where I'm, like, like, well, who we were in Wild Party, we were, like, probably in our, what, like, mid-late 20s or yeah. something like that. Like, just, like. In the story, it says that we're on our late. Early 40s, oh, late so, 30s. Yeah, yeah don't really fact check me on that. But um, You can dance like that in your early 40s? No, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, I just think it was really something different to kind of not be challenged necessarily by age, but by, like, mindset and, like, character. And I think Dan did such a good job with both productions, but specifically Spelling Bee. It was, like, his little baby. He was, like, crafting for months. I have to agree. I love <laughs> Spelling Bee so much. Being able to just be more ourselves on stage and being able to like say like little things to the audience members next to us if they got like uncomfortable by anything. No, it's totally okay. This is normal. This is normal. Don't worry. This is. Do you like my cape? It's really nice. Oh, I also have a puppet in my pocket. Do you, do you want to meet him? His name's Marmaduke. He's very nice. And just being able to just talk to them without stopping for a little bit. And then, just, oh, you're actually going up. You're going to do such a great job. Oh my gosh, you got a really easy word. That's okay. And just being able to just speak to them in character was so exhilarating. Brandon had a lot of fun making me Marigold <laughs> and I looked at him and I just go I did you make You can't that. see it but it was serious side eye. Me and Brandon did have a little competition going. I think like not like out loud, but we like each each show we're increasingly picking a more uncomfortable Marigold. Like it started with like an old lady that happened to be one of Marsha's friends. I loved her. I said I talked to her after the show. She loved it. And I ended the run with actually picking my grandma as Marigold, which is something I would do again all over because it was 100% worth it. But I think, like, just, like, the relationships we formed during Spelling Bee and kind of, like, it's just, like, the like when we talk about in dance classes, but specifically when we're talking about, like, masks and stuff, like, the sense of play and, like, vulnerability you need to have to, like, create these stories really put this art together I think that show like really pushed us there because like you have to be in this mindset like the show is not deep at all like we're 
nine-year-olds at a spelling bee hoping that we win $200. Like, that is literally the entire plot. And you have to go to such, like, a simple, fun place to really sell it and make it work and let people enjoy the show. And I think we did such a good job of that. So, yeah. Chips, like, you and you and Brandon, didn't you two, like, throw candy or something at your marigolds? We actually threw candy at everyone. It was a free-for-all. Um, it was war, some of the shows, I won't lie. Um, it was, Brandon got candy on top of a light. Yes, website. it was It was brutal for us. I, I'm not saying we had it the hardest. I'm just saying we had, like, a full-on fight with the audience once a night. And it definitely, definitely got me working for my song. But, I, yeah, the candy was the best part. <laughs> I want candy at the show. Come to the show. Candy. I got so much candy the night Brandon made me very cold. <laughs> I want candy. <laughs> um, but yeah, my next question is bouncing off of Sabrina's question, which is, "What is your least favorite show or unit or position at Academy, and why?" Be on the bad side of anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it was the hardest, per se, uh, to be part of crew for Antigone because we had to do the scene so many times. It's not a one time around like mm-hmm. all the shows that we have on stage. It was that you get multiple tries at this, but you have to make everything so easily connected where it's if we move the camera too much then it won't make sense yeah. because we have to make sure that we follow people moving and that they don't just teleport from one place to another. It's like we had a problem where one person was teleporting from the couch to behind the couch, and then we had to film them walking over, and just that in silence because we couldn't add any lines. It's just slowly (laughs) moving the camera to the left, and then... Obviously, since we spent two days there, it was just filming. Whereas for shows on stage, we get so many, so much time, I would say, compared to two days that we get for filming on set, that it was just really intense, I would say. Because just everyone was just so sleepy. (laughs) And everyone was a bit out of it. So that everyone just had to be on the top of their game. Just to remember their lines that they memorized two weeks before. Trying to spin this kind of towards the seniors. um, (laughs) What are you guys going to miss the most about Academy? Like it may be a person or a class or just someone or anything. Like what what are you going to be like, oh, like in five years from now, like I wish I was back in this moment or with this person. I think the thing that I'm going to miss the most is... Probably just the camaraderie here. Everybody here has been so accepting and just healthy. I mean, yeah, like there's really nothing like more to like say to that. Like everybody here has just been absolutely amazing. Even from when I was a junior, my senior class was absolutely amazing. Like they were always so inclusive and so supportive and like so protective a little bit over the juniors. And, like, even my class now, it's, like, I could, like, not talk to them for, like, three days because I'm working on this thing and then come back and it's, like, nothing ever happened. And I think that's what I'm going to miss the most is just being able to, like, chill out with people that are like-minded and love the same things that I love. I think I'm going to miss 
the energy of this group and all our shenanigans. I mean, we have a lot of fun going toe-to-toe with the teachers in the beginning of class before we begin, and I'm hoping I'm going to get some of that with the college I'm going to, but at the same time, I'm going to miss how it feels with this specific group. What are you each planning to study next year or go into? So I have enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, I am going out for MP dog handler. But yeah, that that's what I'm going out for. I, really cool. I signed a four for four, which is four years active, four years reserves. And then I'm planning on re-upping until I make uh, 30 years. So, yeah. I'm going to the University of Illinois at their Urbana-Champaign location, and I will be getting my Bachelor of Fine Arts in stage management, and then I'm looking into letting them let me get a second major in business. That's That's awesome. Completely understandable. That's so cool. As you guys were talking about, like, all the things that you loved so much during uh, senior year, what should we expect during our senior year as we're going to it. Like the teachers were saying this morning, the teachers were writing on all the kids this morning about how they can't drop the ball just quite yet. And that is very true. You are going into your senior year. You want to have fun and not worry so much about school, but you do still have to do all your work. I swear it's not hard, (laughs) but you need to not give up. I know it's going to be crazy busy with all the applications to college, but you're lucky to be in a space where each and every one of these teachers are going to help you in every which way that they can, which includes if you have 10 applications that you should have done months ago and they're all due the next day and you also have a big project due the next day, you can probably email a teacher and they will say, sure, I'll give you an extension on it so you can get all your applications done and then get your project done. You just have to talk to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the thing that like you should kind of like mentally prepare for is how much of a mom or a dad you're going to have to be to the juniors during like shows and stuff. I know like during, I didn't do a ton of shows this year. I think I only did like what, two or three. Yeah. But like, even then it's like everybody was asking for something. And I don't mind it, but also it was a lot more than when I was a junior and I was the one who was asking for things. But like, yeah, I think pretty much just be ready to kind of step up, like take that leadership position, take that like little like, hey, what's going on? Hey, like I'm I'm me. Hello. Like I see this is going on. What do you need help with? Like just be ready to be, have to take that initiative when nobody's looking. I already get called dadless by some a lot of my friends. <laughs> you called dadless? Because <laughs> I act like a parental figure for a lot of my friends. <laughs> you already said that. It's okay. All the middle schoolers have claimed that I've adopted them. Exactly. So I just have like 100 children out there. We're all they literally will call me mom. It's weird. I'm the Marine Corps mom. <laughs> so, okay. So... Uh, my last question is the staple that everybody loves yes. and everybody waits for. Oh, yes. Mac and cheese tulips. <laughs> and hair. If you could change 100% of the earth's grass to anything, what would you change it to? Trampoline. <laughs> I'm so excited. Trampoline. That's incredible. Trampoline? Why would you change it to a trampoline? That's <laughs> everywhere. 
<laughs> well, what if you like faceplant? Wait, do, is this is it going to be like it's okay. all bouncy? You're fine, but, but you have, just you have to specify. Is this like the sky zone, like rock hard padding, like it's separating them, or is this just like one no, just, flat? It's one flat trampoline that covers the entire world. How does it get clean? Like that, like the germs in that trampoline would be disgusting. <laughs> So we don't need to think about that. We don't need. To, we don't have trees. We don't need to clean them. We just <laughs> have trees. No, it's just trampoline. Don't call an allergy anymore. Exactly. Oh yeah, Sabrina gets to like actually breathe. Well, All my get to breathe. yes, my superior idea. Um, sorry, Atlas, is ice cream because who doesn't love ice cream? It would melt. It would melt. Okay, but like, if there's such a large amount of it, like, how long would it take for it to melt? And then it would freeze, and then like restart over again in the spring like and who doesn't like drinking ice cream after it melted like everyone drinks ice cream after it's like melted i don't it's so good team atlas with trampolines okay sorry gabe it's literally you could have any flavor you want okay like you can make your yard like any flavor ice cream you want tell me that's not awesome like who doesn't want a cookie dough yard sun okay and then you'll drink it or eat it if it's already if it's already in the ground, I don't that we didn't say that anything was underneath it. So if you eat the ice cream, then we just have a hole. More ice cream. The core Literally ice cream. more ice cream. My lactose intolerant <laughs> self is saying trampoline. Why can't yeah. it be a vegan flavor? Because vegan ice cream is never good and it just upsets my no. stomach so much. Buckeye at Mitchell's. That is it just makes me sad. <laughs> That's the thing. Vegan ice cream makes me sad. Sorry, vegans. <laughs> um <laughs> so true. But like, I'm sorry, Gabe, but I would have to like, go with Atlas. Trampolines, <laughs> I think, is our winning well, here's, here's the thing. I would one hundred percent love to have like just walk out my door, eat ice cream. Like one hundred percent would love that. But also it's gonna be cold. I don't like the cold. Okay. Going into our final question of the podcast and the season. Everyone is going to give one short word of advice to our very large incoming junior class. And we are going to start with Atlas. Lovely. Did not know. Um, So I find that in classes we always find people that we really enjoy but I think you should always be able to talk to anyone that you like and be able to talk to anyone that you get along with so having people even because you guys because the incoming juniors are a huge class you got you can have so many friends and it'd be super cool because all of you really really enjoy one specific thing that connects all of you and it's just really nice to have people that you can rely on that you can enjoy for a long amount of time. And I think a lot of all the juniors can understand that later going to be seniors can enjoy this, that all of us can get along really, really well and that we all enjoy each other and enjoy each other's time and just being together. And it's just extremely nice. Gabe? Yeah, I completely agree with everything Atlas said. And I think what all juniors need to think about is incoming juniors need to think about is that your biggest obstacle is yourself. And we love to blame Ben and Dan and Catherine for us not doing our work or us doing things late or this assignment was too hard or this assignment didn't make sense or blaming Abe that he gave me a bad monologue. When none of that in reality is actually true. I think our biggest obstacle is yourself and 
oh, I didn't get this assignment done because I had practiced last night. Well, what's the real reason? It's because you sat on your phone watching TV yeah. or doing whatever. And I think that you really have to push yourself, especially in a work like this. Like if you don't push yourself, everyone else is. And you got to keep up with the craft and with constantly trying to get better and trying to work as hard as you can no matter what you're doing. If it's in theater history or putting on the spring musical, I think you constantly really need to be giving it your all and not letting yourself fall behind or kind of just give up halfway through the year because giving up is like the biggest way you could fail. And of course, you can always come back and rebound and push through, but you need to constantly just do your best to like keep at it and keep really like powering through. I think for incoming juniors, the best thing that I personally can tell you is to just kind of go with the flow. Like, don't (laughs) overthink things. That was something that I did, and I regret, like, missing out on so many moments because I overthought of, like, oh, well, this senior said something this way, and I think that it means, like, these five things, and I can't pick, like, don't do that. Like, just go with the flow and, you know, have fun. This is meant to teach you, but it is also meant to be a memorable experience and something that is going to help you, and you should have fun with it. Dan is Dan, so you're going to have, like, you're going to have a lot of fun with him, you know? Like, building stuff with Ben has been, like, super fun, and, like, you might get to crash the drone into the curtain, you might get to or like land on top of a wall on accident. <laughs> there's like some pretty, there's really cool stuff. Like, I don't know what Abe does. I, I have never had a class of <laughs> clowning. <laughs> oh, yeah, clowning. Um, but like in Catherine with props, like that class is so much fun. Poor Abe. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't get class with Abe. And to finish us off, my advice is it's a wild ride. Just enjoy it. Work on a show. Be in a show. Go to a build day. Try out tech and acting. You are here to learn and have fun. So experience as much as you can of it. Go to a lot of build days. Go to the after parties. Do it all. And that is all the time that we have for today. So... This is where we open up the floor for a shameless self-plug, which means Gabe and Atlas, any quick things you want to promote while you're sitting right here and you have the time, please do so. I got one. I got one. Okay. Um, Sabrina can talk hours about this. So can I. But everyone. Yes. Broadway Buddies. Do Broadway Buddies. If you are a person in theater or not in theater or just have a good heart. Broadway Buddies is an adaptive musical theater program at Orange High School that's existed for probably more years than I've been alive. It's primarily students who are studying theater or just have a love of theater get paired with individuals with special needs or disabilities and they get to put on a production throughout the year. And then there's also a summer program and they need volunteers and you can get volunteer hours. You can use it as a service project if you're in National Honor Society or any other reason you would need something. But it's just Nothing makes your heart feel more full in this world, and it's just such a beautiful program, and every person in this world needs to do it at least once in their life. Both Gabe and I have been working this for years, and it's, at least for me, one of my favorite parts of the year is getting to help with this program. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Atlas, what about you? All right. I have a shapeless plug for one of our directors for Play Festival. Uh, one of our directors is actually in a play 
um, this summer. It's called Dao, a parable. Uh, it's going on for about three weeks during the summer. It's at the Beck Center for Performing Arts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's going from end of May to end of June. And she's an amazing actor. She's a, she's just an amazing person in general. And so I think a lot of people should see it because I personally cannot. So you can go for me. Deirdre Ring is the person who's a part of it. And she's just amazing. And I love her so much. As you all know at this point, I work with children. I'm working <laughs> at a summer camp called Stagecrafters. Come and check out one of the shows. I'm directing for the middle age group, which is Studio B. And that's all I think I can legally say right now. There's other stuff in the works, but it's not official, so I can't say it yet. Um, My Instagram, I'm going to shamelessly <laughs> plug that. And I am just kind of word filling while I pull it up because I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, never mind. Not plugging the Instagram. Um <laughs> Join the Marine Corps if you're not a theater person. Like, or if you are. Or if you are. There, there actually are performers, uh, performance jobs in the Marine Corps. Like, the only thing that you like have to do different from theater is uh, boot camp and MCT, which is Marine Combat Training. And pretty much, like, the whole gist of it is, like, if you play an instrument, sing, act, dance, whatever your talent is... Like, there are, like, like for example, uh, Commander's Orchestra. That is one of the, like, hardest orchestras to get into in the entire world. They are so super picky. They have, like, so little time to practice, and they get shipped out all over the world to play and get paid for it. One of my friends is actually in that. He plays the trumpet. It was yes. I love trumpet. I have played trumpet since third grade. Okay, so that is everything. But thank you to Gabe and Atlas for introducing themselves. And I can't speak for both of us, but I think that Angie and I are both very, very excited to hear your podcast next year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for allowing us to take the torch. Thank you. Carrying the flame. Thank you for wanting to take the torch. <laughs> this is something. We could have just dropped it. <laughs> exactly. No, you literally could have just chucked it into like Gary, and you didn't, and I appreciate that. But this is something that I am super excited to hear being continued throughout the years. This is something that I'm going to listen to when I'm painstakingly on Firewatch at night. Um... <laughs> But, like, yeah, I'm so super happy to see this not fade out and die. I, When we started this up, this was very special to me. And I can't speak for Sabrina, but I have a good feeling that this is also very special to her. Yes. Um, she slowly used <laughs> to not. But that was one of my biggest fears was having it, like, die out as soon as me and Sabrina were gone. And I'm so, so happy and so, so thankful that you guys are continuing on with this. So thank you for that. This is Sabrina and Angie signing off as Tech Talk hosts. Have a great summer and we can't wait for you to listen in with your new hosts. Thank you for coming to our Tech Talks. Bye. Bye.